Hey everybody, um, thanks again for tuning in. Um, this is Daponi, and before we get started, I just wanted to briefly apologize for the audio quality in some parts of this episode. Um, we're recording this interview over Skype because we couldn't all meet in person, um, but we are working on the whole mic situation, but till then, please bear with us um, for this episode. And thanks again for tuning in, and hope you enjoy the interview that we have coming up. Cheers. All right. So, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Dakwa Oni, and I'm Justin Parsmer. Huh? Yeah. And I'm Tayo Junior, Tayo Kuku. And this is a venture podcast. So today we're we're talking to Tayo because he's he's someone who I've known for a while, and not just that, but he's someone who has seen like move from his his area where he majored in, which was civil engineering, to his career right now in photography, and it's something that he's he's managed to turn from more than just like a side hobby to something that like. Um, he's actually, he's actually making a, a career out of, and it's, it's awesome to see like how he's grown and like transitioned from one area to another, especially since a lot of people wonder, like you start doing one thing, do you always have to stick to that? Um, it's a good example of how you can move from something that like can be completely out of the creative field and just into something that like kind of, it, it fits what, what you're, what you're passionate about. If that's the, the right word for it. But yeah, if you'd like to introduce yourself to, to our listeners. Um, yeah, my name is Tayo Kuku. Um, well, it's Tayo Jr. I'm 24-year-old, first-generation Nigerian. I'm from New Jersey, now living in D.C., Went to school at Drexel University in Philadelphia for civil engineering, civil and architectural engineering. Five-year program, which I graduated in 2016. Um, but before all of that, before college, before I knew any of that, I always had a... I'd say first it started out as an interest in photography. Well, an interest in just art. Um, I couldn't draw, so that, that form... Uh, that medium was quickly erased from my pursuits. <laughs> um, uh, moving on, music that was always nice for me, but I just I just didn't think I had what it took to be a musician um, of any sort. I played a couple of instruments here and there, but over the years as I grew, like photography was just something that I started to have an eye for first, and or sorry, an interest for first um and then an iphone um started with the first time i got my first iphone and instagram was in those very early stages where you know it was actually about the photos and not all these other gimmicks they're starting to incorporate right now um, but i started with that um double nose you know, i was very big into um first cityscapes landscapes um just random random things you would do as you literally walked around wherever you were which is what instagram was for started with that and then 
you know, people were really starting to like the photos I took, started to like the composition, um, the way I took them. And I really had, I really started, I had a knack for it, but I also didn't have the, the financing, so to speak, to really get the correct equipment to really, you know, really take it to take it to that next level. So this like around middle school to high school. And then when I started getting to college, obviously it's kind of hard to really balance school. I played soccer for a period of time. Um, it's hard to balance all of that and then still have time to really go around and, you know, take photos. But towards the end of my um, educational career, I got a camera and things progressed, started to take it more seriously and, you know, started to develop and started to transition more from that cityscape, landscape, um, niche into portrait editorial photography, right. which is where I am now. And, you know, just, it just kind of took on from there, just day by day, step by step, just naturally grew. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Especially like having a, having a full-time job and yeah. So naturally, like I said, in school, I didn't really have much time for it. Well, one thing that my parents always, <laughs> when they got me my first camera, so uh, the clause was, this is a hobby. <laughs> they emphasize this is a hobby. You're in school. So get the grades you need to get the job you need to live the life you need. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. On my side, I was always gonna miss a couple classes to go shoot. Um, I would link up with some people in the city during those classes just to shoot. Obviously, they wouldn't know this. But it's like you always have to make time for what you care about. Now right. that I graduated, like, I was like, all right, y'all can't take shit anymore. I'm done. Now I can do whatever I want for whatever time I have. I moved to D.C., which isn't necessarily an artistic hub. Once I got here, I really realized how almost underground it is here in the city. Uh, there are a lot of different creators doing a lot of wonderful things, but it's not spoken about because L.A. and New York are really the hubs you really hear about when it comes to anything in that kind of in the industry. Um, yeah. As an engineer, um, I, I work. Started off working, you know, like at eight to five thirty. Started to move from uh, seven to uh, like six. So the bulk of my day is gone at work, but that's just one part of me. So I always have to make room for the creative side of me. And you just have to make time for what you want to make time for. It's not going to be like an obligation. It doesn't feel like, oh, fuck, I have to go do this. I have to, you know, I, I scheduled this shoot. So, damn, I have to go do this. Um, it's more so like, all right, bet, finally I'm free. And I can go do what I really want to really want to work it on, you know, really, what I really want to pursue. And uh, it'd, be times, it'd be times when I, uh, it'd be times when I would like get off work and bring a, I would bring a change of clothes, bring my gear and just dip off right to the next, to the next, uh, obligation I had. Uh, so it never really felt tiresome. It never felt like uh, a burden. It was just like, all right, cool. This is what I want to do, so I'm going to go do it right now. You just got to make time for what you care about. For sure. That's awesome. And uh, what interests me most is, like, civil engineering to photography, so something that's, like, 
obviously way more technical and then taking on something that's uh, much more on the creative side. How, how do you feel what you learned in civil engineering has informed like, your photography process? I know like just to build a little bit of context, uh, I have a professor right now at Montclair, uh, Andre Pinico, and she's a juror now, but she went to school and like has a slight science background and has a architecture background, which is obviously not, she didn't go to school for jewelry, but now she's built a really strong reputation. And one thing that's interesting to think about is how her other teachings um, have been carried through. So is there anything uh, carried through to her new, you know, her new practice? So is, is there anything that you look back on when you think about like your photography career and you're like, you know what, like this process, this tool, this whatever, is definitely coming from my education in civil engineering? Um, definitely. Uh, so I don't think it's coincidence how I started out with, you know, it's called lookup shots. That's what they were called, like lookup shots. You go to a city and mm-hmm. you just look up and see the silhouette, the design of all these buildings and take a picture of it and it would really create this, you know, cool contrast, cool composition. Etc. Jutting out into open space. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence how that kind of fascination led me to pursue something that dealt with buildings, dealt with design, and that ties into the passion I have for not necessarily cityscape photography, but more um, abstract artistic work. Um, and one thing that they do have a, like those are two separate paths engineering and you know photography but one thing they do kind of intersect on is i want to say not not necessarily creativity but the, the way you have to think outside the box no yes. being an engineer there weren't it, it got to a level where like you know engineers you think math is just straight math and yeah math is like it's process step by step by step by step but okay. to a point in my studies where it was like, okay, there are so many routes to get to this final answer. And sure. yeah. mm-hmm. in an exam hall where you only have a finite amount of time, yes, there are a lot of ways you can get to that answer, but you need to pick the most efficient and outside of like, okay, what tech, well, not what techniques, but what theorems, what, uh, what formulas do I know that I can use? What laws, what theories I can use to manipulate this problem to get to a quicker solution? Which that on your pace, on your feet type of thinking and correlates directly to um, photography because there are so many factors when I go to a shoot that you don't necessarily account for in the beginning. You know, lighting, um, not to, not to, not to diss on any model, but you know sometimes they don't necessarily have the aesthetic that you thought they would when you came in, and you just have to, you have to maneuver and you have to work on the go with that, and you just have to think quick on your feet. Yeah. So those years and years of doing problems that I didn't really give a crap about, and find ways to manipulate them to get to the desired end goal definitely transferred over to my creative side with photography because there are a lot of times when I come out of the shoot like damn like I didn't get the shot I wanted I didn't get the, what I imagined beforehand isn't how isn't what I isn't the end product I got 
And now I'm looking at my computer, looking at these photos. And I'm like, okay, I can't let this be in, in vain. I can't let this go to waste. Like, how can I really take this to the next level and not just make it a basic model on background type of photo that you usually see? How can I, you know, manipulate the photo to bring yeah. out something that's artistic, more appealing to mm-hmm. someone that's not even a fan of art, just a regular viewer that just is like, oh, damn, that's actually kind of dope. And that's what I try to do with everything that I work on. Um, so yeah, there's definitely that. There's definitely that correlation there. Yeah, that's so, very interesting. A lot with process. Uh, enjoy that. Enjoy. Uh, yeah, because I and I think it was a tweet that you sent out a while ago that it's it's the skill that's in the like actually taking of the photo or in the talent that's in the post-processing or the other way around. I could definitely have that wrong, but like the, that the skill is in the post-processing and the talent lies in the actual like taking of the photo. Like you can take photos, you can take great photos and when you finally, those backwards, it's like the, the skill is, um, and just taking the photos, knowing yeah. how and you know you know aligning and you know positioning and all of that and the talent comes in post-processing and right, how you right. that go and make it just a photo or a piece of art right but yeah right that's the thing yeah because you could anybody could have easily seen that like because i know i've definitely gone out shooting and like oh man like i can't do anything with these shots the weather or like whatever like factors like got in the way of this being like exactly what I wanted it to. And I feel like it, it lies in that ability to just like sometimes make something out of nothing or just like kind of just maybe do something you haven't done before or uh, something that you don't usually expect that people don't expect to see and like making something amazing out of that. It's just interesting how you can like surprise yourself in, in certain ways, um, especially at that stage. For sure. I mean, that's what that's what surprises so many people about me being self-taught. They think like, oh, what classes do you take in college? I didn't take a single class. I actually did. I took a photography 101. And you know how you have like that like two week period before you can you can drop it before it's like a withdrawal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I took it and like she was passing out the syllabus and all of this. And it was like, yeah, I want you to take 400. I'm like, hold on, I'm an engineer. I don't have time to be taking four <laughs> And then you're going to grade me on my knowledge of this and my all this. I'm like, yo, I don't have time to lower my GPA any further out <laughs> in photography class. So yeah. I dropped that immediately. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to uh, figure this shit on my own. And uh, it's a lot more exciting, a lot more frustrating, but definitely a lot more exciting because when you figure things out just by trial and error, it's like, oh, shit. Wow. Like, it's, it's just, it, there's just a uniqueness to discovering something by yourself. It's almost like when, you're, mm-hmm. when you cook at home, a home-cooked meal versus, you know, paying $30 for the same meals. You just, you just appreciate it more when it's something that you did. It might not taste as good as that, you know, $30 meal, but you worked on it enough and it will get to that level. You know, you keep cooking it, you keep doing it in a way that you, you know, that you still, you, you find the nuances and places that you could have improved on and you mm. keep 
developing that. And very soon, those two meals would, would be on the same taste level. And it's yeah. better for the meal that you created because it's something that you did. You toiled, you worked that for X amount of time. And yeah. it's just, it just, it's more rewarding in that aspect. So, yeah. Yeah. We talk, we talk a lot about like expectations. And, you know, like you were talking about going out and shooting and being like, this is what I need. This is what's in my head. Like, that's the solution. Um, and then we almost, you know, in any creative process, really photography, graphic experience design, product design, architecture, whatever. It's almost if you have expectations that are so rigid in like final form, you know, like if you have this kind of image in your head, uh, like material expectations more so than like expectations for the idea and what you want to like the bigger concept of what you're trying to push, what you're trying to talk about with it. It's like a dangerous, dangerous game to play. Like it's, we, we were talking the other day about how it's like important to really know, like, you know, this is what I see is the only solution right now, but most likely some shit's going to go down. Weather's not going to be right. Something's going to happen. Something's going to break. And like, I'm going to have to come up with a different solution. And ultimately you're going to come to, you're going to come to a different a different answer, but it could be just as good. It could be better. You know, it usually is better because you had to put a different thought process into it. But how do you like, what I'm getting at is like, how do you manage your expectations? Like, how do you tell yourself like, you know, like this is what I want. It's not this material thing. It's like this concept, this idea. And if I reach that, then like I'm succeeding. Can you speak about that? So kind of loaded sorry <laughs> yeah, this kind of goes into the whole process approaching the shoots um when i first started out i would i just wanted content i wanted exposure i wanted content i wanted experience so i would just pick a location pick a model uh and just link there you know whatever she brought whatever i brought whatever we saw there we just worked with it kind of no direction no uh no guidelines nothing to constrain the shoot to a certain set of standards and it was cool for back then when i didn't really know what i was doing it was cool i was proud of the work back then looking down looking back now it's like what the hell was i thinking but mm-hmm. that's part of the growth process now i don't try and control every single thing about a shoot but what i do is i come up with a general idea okay what's the purpose of this what do I want to? What, what, what's the end goal? And this is normally this is this is directly with uh, projects that I that I direct or curate. If someone else comes to me with an idea they have, it's the same thing. Okay, what's your end goal? What do you want to achieve? Once once I have that general idea in mind, I don't really try and think of. Um, I don't really try and like say, all right, I need this, I need that. I have a general idea of what I want to accomplish, but. Being that so many circumstances come into effect with any shoot that I go into, those kind of things kind of like set the boundaries, you know? If I have an idea that, all right, I want this model to look like this, and we get there and the lighting is it's shot, it's like, okay, now how do I manipulate this to achieve that same end goal? So I used to get to a point where I was like, okay, I would make sure I was in the right position, in the right way, with the right settings, whatever, to achieve a certain shot. And at the end, I'd be like, very, very disappointed that I didn't reach that. I'd be annoyed. And it's like, after a while, okay, you know, I don't want to start getting frustrated with something I'm passionate about. I can't control everything, you know. 
is where mm-hmm. you come out as an artist is your ability to really create. You know, photography is something that I feel a lot of people these days, they think that they can just pick up a camera and just see the things that they see on Instagram. You know, they think it's a, it's a one shot, one kill type of thing. Like, oh, it's just a yeah. picture. This camera's doing everything for me. And in a sense, the camera is a powerful tool. It will do a lot for you. But true, true artists are shown with how they take what they what the camera produces for them and how they bring their own artistic element into it how they add their brush strokes the strokes they use the depth they use that's really what is that that's that's really what separates i say artists from photographers and it sounds pretentious me not liking to use the word photographer but i feel like it's just very watered down right now just like creative watered down influencer yeah. like everyone is trying to do all these things and i don't not that i not that people aren't dope in their fields but i just feel like it's there's there's too many people doing it for the wrong things for the wrong mm-hmm. reasons and not to stray off what the what the, what the original question is but you just have to have an open mind going into these things you know mm-hmm. but if you have if you have the how do I want to describe this? If you have not even necessarily the talent, but if you have the drive and the desire, nothing can really affect the outcome of a shoot because you're right. still able to develop something with whatever type of methodology you have. You'll still be able to make something out of necessarily nothing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all it's all about you know how how you really try and drive the the product that you're trying to create how you really try and reach that it doesn't have to be necessarily groundbreaking but this has to be something that you know you feel something that really just touches you it doesn't have to be something that you know is gonna be you're gonna break the internet or any of that but you just have to I do something that, you know, you're going at the end of the day, it's going to make you content. And that's really what it is. Art isn't necessarily for the masses. It's about, it's more so for you. And that's something I realized. It's really about how it makes you feel. If other people feel the same, great. But I'm not really worried much anymore about reception. Mm-hmm. I'm, me being happy with what I did. And if I'm not, which happens at times, then, you know, you scrap it, start over. Not everything's ever going to be perfect, but as long as you know you tried. <laughs> Sounds cliche, but it's the truth. Yeah, and just to unpack that a little bit, I think it's interesting that, like you mentioned, it's it's not necessarily something that you can just... It, like when someone asks you, oh, what camera do you use? Or, yo, is that Visco? Is that this? Is that that? What's the what's the preset? Can you send me that? Like what works for them? I mean, what works for this person isn't necessarily going to work for you. Like there's this like comparison that, that goes on, especially when it comes to, to photography, because like I've been a part of that like for a while like I've, I've definitely fallen into that like yo i think like I mean, if i get this camera and i have these presets i'm gonna get this kind of photo and like like how do you kind of like what questions do you ask yourself how do you like kind of break free from that mindset because i think it's it's 
it's weird um like just understanding that about like social media and just like how people think of like their own work in a way i definitely uh relate with those queries so to speak when i first started yes i would look at a photo and be like damn the first i mean it's natural for the first thought to be what did he use because it's the picture mm-hmm. it's not necessarily yeah painting where it's like oh what brush did he use you wouldn't really ask that to a painter what brush did he use what paint did he use because you see something that they created with whatever imagination creativity that they had they made that but with photography since you have this device that is taking these images most people focus on the device which is something that like i said i don't i don't blame people for that but there needs to be a, a secondary, secondary level of intuition when it comes to that, that, okay, it's not just this camera that's making this product. The, the picture that comes right out of, the, out of the camera is not what equates to this end product. Now, when you go to the level of, of filters or presets, yes, you can purchase those and make that same photo if that was just a preset that the person used and releases it to the public which is why i will never release my presets i feel like that is i don't know i mean not to knock anyone that does that they can make their own presets they you know they want to use for the public and then their set of presets that they use for themselves but i feel like that's like this that's like the same thing as like a an artist teaching someone how to stroke the same way they did techniques that they use it's like that's unique to you man you know why would you want to why would you want to give that away and you know in my naivete coming up i would be like okay yeah i I mean i never asked for the preset i would really just ask for the settings and this and that and that doesn't really affect anything i mean i could give you the exact same settings the same camera same lighting conditions everything same models same styling whatever you want it to be and i guarantee that you wouldn't be able to create the exact same thing i created because that's where creativity comes from, is you using whatever guidelines you want to, whatever parameters to bring out a product that you desire. Yeah. I personally will never give that away. Um, I've thought about it, and then that thought didn't last long because I was like, no, there's no amount of money that would make me give away something that I, you know, took years to develop, really. Just put it out. It's like, okay, here you go. And, you know, I just feel like it's something that's unique to me. And it's it's it's, it's, it's personal, you know? It's right. personal. It's, right. it's part yeah. of my art. So I wouldn't, not something I would ever give away, but I just think that there, it's people that, that's where another thing that separates people, you know, those that really just want to get told how it's done and those that would really go out would rather go out and you know find their own lane, find something that matches them. Because right. I still remember the first day that I found like my my vibe, my look kind of all my photos have a very melancholic type of vibe to them. And it's all like a play off of the first preset, so to speak, that I created that once I did it, I was like, wow, you know, this is it. It's something that I connected to, not knowing how other people would feel about it, but something that I resonated with, I liked, I appreciated that. And, you know, everything else has been kind of like a a nuance off of that that seed. And 
For sure. No. There's, yeah, if I could just add, there's a great quote. It's like, um, it's I heard it a while ago and it stuck with me. It's like the the tools we we shape the tools that we use. Like we make the tools that we use, whatever it is, um, and then ultimately the tools themselves that we have created shape our work. So like there's this like, you know, when you make a tool, when you make something like a preset, something that's unique to you or whether that tool is a process, uh, a philosophy and understanding, um, you like you kind of let it out of your hands. It's it's still it's still unique to you. But then there's like this this part where you then add the abstract to that tool, like the setting, the model, whatever it is, you know, for Dapo, maybe the brief or or the brief for me, this, these abstract influences your research. And then you made the tool, but the tool is going to have this interpretation that you can't always predict. So there's like this, like this, this interesting gray area in that process. Um, but I think your commentary on like not releasing your presets and feeling like this is unique to you is definitely, uh, is definitely interesting to build on. I just yeah. wanted to throw it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not to knock anyone that does that. Um, I have a few photographer friends that, you know, they sell the presets. And that's that's all given well. But it's just with me, you know. Like, I yeah. take, once again, like, I, I aim to, like, shape how photography is looked at. Because there are a lot of, there are a lot of photographers out there that really just do it just to... I'll dress this straight point blank, be blunt, and should get women. They like to do these boudoir shoots with women in lingerie, you know, scantily clothed, and use that as trying to, like, you know, their gateway to approach these women. And that's one thing that I knocked from the, from the very, very jump. And if you look at my line of work, you know, it's very few and far between the shoots that you'll see with women in minimal clothing. It's, it's more of an elegant, eloquent look. And one thing I pride myself on is really trying to bring out the black people. Um, there was a time where this editorial, not editorial, this magazine that I, um, this, this magazine that I shot for, um, they, I didn't even shoot for them. Sorry. I just, I just put out a photo and they said they wanted to include it in their, in their magazine. And, you know, I was talking with the editor in chief and she let me know like, Oh, this is the first model of color that we've ever had. This is a magazine. This was a uh, 2017 yeah, last year. Wow. This, mag- this magazine has been active since 2011. She said, it's like this is yeah. this is the two thousands, not the nineteen hundreds, whatever. Yeah. Like how are you just having like there are a lot of fucking beautiful women in this world of all different skin tones. Sorry, excuse my language. Of all not, not. Skin tones, backgrounds, heritage, like how could you seclude a magazine to that's all about women? So one diaspora. It's like it was it was mind boggling to me. And after that I was just kinda like, okay, like I kind of know my mission, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's really what I try to do. Not, not necessarily just with women, but with my art in general, it's just to approach it in a way that's very artistic. I want, I shoot my pieces, not for someone to include in a portfolio, but for an art enthusiast to put on their wall. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's yeah. the way I 
approach everything. It's, it's really with an artistic mindset. I'm trying to create pieces of art that you can feature on your house, on a wall. You know, uh, that's that's how I see it, really. Um, and that's how I work. So that's why everything else, it just, it just, it's that more intimate, that more, another level of depth for me that I can just never give this away, you know? Right. So. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And just to, to briefly go back to the idea of like, just like sharing with other people and like, like what it is from your process that you have to offer. What's something that you, you feel like you would give to someone who's like trying to get their start um who's like looking for like some sort of just assistance like guidance um whether it's in photography like it could be anything because i feel like guidance can come in many forms like you might not have to like give somebody something like a like a preset or a camera or a lens or or anything in that like realm depending on what it is you do could be advice it could be like yo i think you still got it or yo like maybe not this like, what are some things that you feel like you can give? Um, you have to have that drive. And not to be cliche, like, because anything requires drive, but to really stand out, you really have to yearn to take to that next level. Mm. You know, you might, you might get, you know, like in any job, you can do the bare minimum and come up with a product that's good. You know, product that'll satisfy people, you know, mm-hmm. satisfy them. But to really reach that level of like, wow, you have to dig deeper. You have to go further. You have to do more than the next person is going to do. And that includes research. That includes, you know, networking. That includes it's not even experience, but that's, that includes you going out into the field and just trying new things, breaking out of that box of yours to really, to really just try and further your your skill set. Anything else? If this is something that like it's not something that you can just pick up and do and excel at, it's something you can pick up and do and be decent at, be good at. A lot of people are decent and good at it, but not a lot of people give you that wow factor like whoa this is dope this is different and you have to be inquisitive you have to ask questions but ask the right questions not how did you do this but more so what was your mindset when you were trying to go about this you know you know what what how did you plan for this shoot like how did you what what strategies did you use to really reach this you know end goal and one thing about me is that I'm, I'm an open book. You know, I like to share my knowledge. I like to share how I got to where I where I got. And that's not something that I necessarily received when I was, you know, asking questions. A lot of people are very cold and very, um, I won't say secretive, but just closed off when it comes to things that, you know, pertains to their art, etc. You know, you can ask me a lot of things. Even when people ask me what I use, I still tell them. As noise as it is sometimes, because they try and limit the work to, I still try and, you know, <laughs> I still try and satisfy their their curiosities. So I still yeah. tell them some things, but it's it's more so about asking the right questions, being inquisitive, right. being, being showing enough interest enough to really, you know, pick your take your stuff to the next level. Yeah. 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 
it's not it's not like anything in this world and this life it's not gonna be overnight it's years not years not necessarily years but it's you just have to put the time in however yeah, yeah. whatever whatever time means you just have to put that time in for sure and when you see when you see just we're so exposed to like okay people sharing this is something i talked to Dapo a lot about like i have all this work and like where do I share it? My website, how do I make this more of like a public thing? And it's like, I think I'm so concerned and people are so concerned with this final image of their work. So it's like, boom, like it appears here. Should I share it on Instagram? Like, or is my, is my work like, is that the right medium? Like, yes, I'm going to reach the most people, but is this where I want to display like the depth of my work? You know, do I want someone to scroll past my work? And, you know, double tap it like that's not why I'm making it, you know, mm-hmm. and like it's it's different for every field. But like when you when you're exposed to so much that fits in this little box on Instagram that fits in this little like social media thing um, and you just see the final process, you don't see you're the final product. Sorry, you don't see the process. You don't see what you're talking about. It's very easy to be like, you know, fuck my expectations are I have to set them so high. Yeah, and you're you're rooting your expectations in something that you don't actually know much about. You don't know what happened. So you know, someone could go on your profile and see this, and you know, almost not like be intimidated, but also just be like, it's it's this this thought process. If you follow what I'm saying, where it's yeah, like, yeah. oh wow, like this is this is it. Like that's the final product. Like I have to get to that. But you know, you're not Teo without being everything that you described before like this 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 picture that goes up that people are attracted to or that you do for these magazines and ultimately makes an impact you know like it's it's made in your mind in your head and i think that's really easy for people to forget that this work is unique to someone you know and they're putting a lot in it themselves yeah yeah and like just to to add to that like a lot of what I got from what you said, Taya, is like, I think it's the intention from what you both said. For, it's, it's the intention that matters. Like, if you feel like you're doing something, like you're picking up that camera and you're shooting because like, oh, man, I have to like post this Instagram. To, um, like, I have to post this photo on Instagram by like six o'clock so I can get like 100 likes or something. Or like, I have to post this by four on a Saturday so that I can get like... I think it, it matters. Like, it, it's not something that you should feel like you have to do. It's like you feel like you, you get to do it. Like, I get to pick up this camera. I get, like, it's almost cathartic when you're, you're going out and you're shooting and you're like, um, yeah, I, I feel like I've missed that sometimes too, where I get up and I'm like, oh man, I really want to make this thing happen. But it's, there's like a sense of obligation, it's like a weird sense of obligation. Um, where it's like, maybe you need a break. Maybe you need to talk to someone about this idea and like, see how you can push it further. You might not need to just like, be like grinding, grinding, grinding at this thing. Just like give yourself some distance. That's like a little far off from like what I was trying to say before, but I feel like, yeah, that like distance away from like what you're working on is important too. Get opinions on your expectations. It's definitely intention. Um, like it's it's very with Instagram. That's kind of that's why I kind of have my qualms with the whole platform now. 
I mean, it, it, it makes people like it really like social media in general. It it creates careers. Like it really Twitter. I can't tell you how many people I've seen start literally just posting one. Well, they've been working at it. That's the thing. They've been working at it, but all you see is a blow up. Like you, like, like just said, all you see is a blow up. You don't see the years and years of work and process. Yeah. And that's why I don't believe in luck anymore. Um, luck, luck, luck is winning the the lottery. That I think is luck. A, a little bit of blessing too mixed in, but luck. Um, yeah. That's why when people say I'm lucky, this, that, I'm not, I'm blessed. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. But I could change that equation to being blessed is when that preparation meets that opportunity. When, you know, you applied, applied, applied all that pressure to the point where the powder keg finally combusts. You know, it's... It's not a magical, whimsical, oh, boom, you just made it. And yeah, there are the few, very few cases where, you know, someone who might not be necessarily the most experienced or practiced individual gets an experience of a lifetime. Yes, that happens. And I guess that might be luck, but there's still a, a bit of preparation that went to that, you know? And with regards to this new age where it's like, oh, I want to, you know, get there quick and blow up and put the picture at the right time, like get the right likes, and, you know, especially with the algorithm, you know, you guys comment on my, like, I'm not going to lie, I used to be in those, like, uh, engagement groups that they speak of, you know, where a bunch of people post a bunch of, or people put their pictures, and you have a bunch of people that post comments, so you can beat the Instagram algorithm, but it's magic. It's maddening, and after a while, I can't, I can't live life like this. Like the numbers don't don't qualify work. Yeah, there's so many artists out there that are killing it in the game, and they now have only 500 followers. And I honestly would rather be a more low key, on scene, unheard of individual rather than be a famous, glorified artist with all these numbers that just gas me up more than necessarily my work and my portfolio is really worth. So that's why I see it. Numbers don't justify anything for me. Um, yeah. I'm more I'm about the content, the quality. And I don't discriminate. I don't look at someone that has only 20 followers, but oh, they're not shit. They're, they're an amateur. No, because... There was once a point where I was at that level, mm-hmm. and I thought that I had worked better than people that had thousands of the followers that they had. Most of which nowadays is just bought um, and just outsourced for. So, yeah, it really is getting to a point now where it really means very, very little. I think there's like a level of like pragmatism too that comes with it. It's like, okay, this is a number. What does this number give me? Yeah. Does this number buy me happiness? Does this number buy me attention? Maybe, maybe it's from time to time. Like, yeah. like what is it really doing for you? Like the work that you're putting out and how persistent you are with it, I feel like is the true mark of like, like how well, how well you're like, you're, you're trying different things. You're, you're like, you're just, it's, you're having fun with it. And you're not like looking to the left, looking to the right. Like, what are they doing? What You're like, all right, I'm just going to keep going at it. And eventually, whatever it is that like 
you thought you wanted um, as a result of like doing like the work it is that you do, you're probably going to get something a lot better than what you expected. If you just like, yo, like put your head down and work sometimes and just like, just have fun with it. Cause I think that's like really important too. Um, Cause you can lose that after a while and you're like, Oh man, like, again, it's like the idea of like, like intention, like mm-hmm. you can get like anxious over something. You can like, like let it like rule you in a sense, instead of you being like, all right, this is my thing. This is what I like to do. And like, you have to really find your work and your need, regardless of what other people tell you, regardless of how you feel about other people's opinions, you know? Yeah, totally. That's why performance, like I didn't make, or I don't create for what people think. You're, you don't have control of your life. You don't have control anymore. You're, you're giving that all away. You're putting that in the hands of other people. They don't matter. Yeah. I, you know, when people are, you know, they have this desire, this passion that they're trying to pursue, but they let the fear of the perception smother their desires, smother their goals. Like, you're not in control of your life anymore. <laughs> you're letting yeah. people who don't know two two interesting facts about you drive the way you move the way you act it's like if you're passionate about it do it once you get over that mental block that mental wall literally nothing it's like it's (laughs) the possibilities are endless yeah yeah and i i think you can also like one can put something out on the internet and after a while like you begin to question if it doesn't get like a certain amount of reception like if you set expectations of like how much reception it's gonna get you can wonder like is this even good like why did i put that there like oh man i gotta take it down like oh like this isn't gonna be good anymore why did i do this and it's like that inner critic just like constantly and i'm not saying like oh be the superhuman not care about anything like natural human yeah you shouldn't let that be the basis upon which anything you're trying to build is founded on. Right. So that's that's the way I see it. And you just you just gotta see your see your worth, know your worth, and add facts. Regardless of what people think will say, nine times out of ten, they'll end up appreciating whatever you put out. They'll end up not even appreciating what you put out, but appreciating the fact that you're even trying. Yeah. Which is major. A lot of people are too afraid to try. Like, failure is, failure excites me because that's more motivation for me to reach that level of success that I create for myself, not for any other you know societal standard that's created as a measure of success is for what i create and what i yeah. like just speaking of that like those those times of like failure like what are some time like sometimes when you've been like on a shoot or just like you're you're planning something out or you're like it could be anything like that might have it could have otherwise knocked you down and like kept you from like continuing to do what you do um, i know we mentioned like those times when like you go in a shoot and some things just don't turn out the way you want like are there any other instances where you feel like like man this could have like kept me from from going like cause that loss in momentum and you kind of had to um like remind yourself of why you're doing it oh yeah yeah there there are there are shoots that i've planned out um i planned out and like directed in my head and i'm like yes this is going to be the next big thing i get there and 
just everything goes wrong. Like, like for some reason, I can't decipher what I should be doing, how I should be shooting. And it's just like, damn. I literally go home, try and salvage whatever photos I've taken, and nothing's clicking. You know, I let leave the bee for about two, three days, you know, and it's like coming. It's like, ah, scrap it. That happens. Like, there have been shoot, whole shoots that I've scrapped. Shoes yeah. called people to be a part of, and I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not gonna give out work that is subpar just in the name of, oh, we did this. And that's not right. That I'm not afraid of. If it's not to a level of authenticity and excellence that I create, I'm not gonna put it out just because we did it. I'm sorry, your time might have been wasted, but for me, it's not a waste. It's like, okay, back to the drawing board. How can I build from this? How can I move from this? And yeah. uh, those, like these, those kind of things don't happen often. They definitely do ha- happen, and they're they're humbling. Like, okay, you know, I can fail. You know, things have been going well, but right. I can fail. I can still improve. I can still be better. And you know, it's <laughs> if anything, it doesn't tear me down. It just adds more fuel because you know, I don't I don't think of my different projects like instantly. Like, it takes time. Like, mm-hmm. and that time can be very very it can be it can it can be anxiety inducing because like damn i haven't put out new work in so long like mm-hmm. it makes you want to rush something but now i just take my time with it like if i don't post i don't post you know yeah like, yeah consistency is great but part of consistency is excellence posting a bunch of stuff that means nothing that is not isn't impactful that's not consistency Granted, it might take me two, two months to create or generate something new, but I know that I have to fix whatever mistakes and do something even better than what I originally intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Once, like as students, you know, like as younger designers, as someone who's new to a field, whatever it is, I think we all reach, or, or someone continuing in their field, we all reach those moments where realize that like you're trying to leave behind if you're doing if you're doing a good job like you're trying to leave behind ideas and concepts through your work that can be built not just and you know be reflecting who you are and then can be built upon in the future um and you can develop it and others others can take inspiration from it and develop it and i think when we realize that it's really uh you're willing to be more blunt with those decisions. Like you're willing to be like, you know what? Like, I don't need to post. Like this doesn't mean anything to me. Process this is just a meeting. And those moments where like you realize that or you remind yourself of that, whatever it may be, that fuels a lot of what you're talking about. A lot of understanding your expectations and understanding what matters to you and how do you push yourself in your own, in your own expectations, your own life. Absolutely through whatever hardship, through whatever failure, you will still find a reason because the reason you started is the passion, nothing else. And that's what really, that's real. That's what really should be the fire. When I go through anything, it's like, why did I start this? Or why am I joining this? What would I, what would I hope to gain from this? If the reason is superficial, if it's shallow, then I already know right away, this isn't gonna last long. Right. It has no longevity. It has no sustenance. So it's it's all about being genuine, being very, very genuine and being honest with yourself, you know? Right. Applies to things far more 
deeper, far more important than photography. Whatever you're touching into, whatever you're getting into, like, what's that fire? What's that purpose? What's, what's what fuels you? If it has anything to do with outside, if, it's, if it doesn't start with you, that's the first sign of failure. And it's not, yeah. it's not a morbid, it's not a morbid thought. It's just, it's just the real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah, I think we've gotten so much awesome stuff, honestly, from this. Uh, yeah. Teo, thank you. Uh, you want to you wanna wrap things up there? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is great. Is yeah. like, let people know, like, anything you want to plug, your social, Instagram, yes. Twitter, let us know. Um, Tayo Jr., Tayo J-R, T-A-Y-O-J-R on Instagram. And Tyle Jr. Jr. spelled yeah. out on Twitter. Um, Twitter, don't follow me. Those more, those are more rambling, <laughs> honest thoughts. But if you feel yeah. like artwork, yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram. Um, you know, I'm looking always, always looking to work with new people, new creatives. Uh, regardless of follow account, I don't care about any of that. Just show your interest your passion awesome and we can always build um awesome. guys this is a great opportunity first time i've ever done this yeah. awesome. same here first interview in the books this is number one split <laughs> is here Love nice it. yo and Tyler, you're you're coming from washington dc right i am washington dc so anyone yeah. anyone wink i'm very open i do not Ignore DMs. I don't ignore anything. I'm very, very responsive. So yeah, my website's tyojr.com. Tyojr.com. Um, yeah, thank you guys. Truly appreciate. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll throw that in the in the show notes for our listeners. Um, just want to thank everybody for listening. And if you like what you've heard, um, please feel free to rate in your favorite podcast app and and reach out to us and just let us know what you thought. Yeah. This is Adventure Podcast. Yo, take care. Love. Thank you.